Rarely has mankind hesitated to eradicate the creatures that stand in the path of his conquest. If we find ritual extirpation undesirable from another Greetings, ladies, gentlemen, government agents, psychopaths who chew their ice cubes, and anybody who might be listening. This is Close Encounters of the Podcast Kind. I'm your host, Tasker, and we have uh, the melting Nick. Is this what Frosty the Snowman was afraid of his whole fucking life? Is this what it comes down to when uh, we live in a time where we are so dependent on modern uh, uh, technology? Yeah, technology that the minute my AC goes out, I start panicking and I start kind of losing my mind a little. I mean, okay, not a minute. It's been about a week now of just like a ball sweat soup. Uh-huh. And um, speaking of hot things and ball sweat soup, I did buy Sex with the Devil. Oh, that's right. The game from last week that we we mentioned. The one where it's like the, the dude gets like uh, fucked by his own arm. It's as good as it sounds. It was a, a very short game, but it was a very fun game. If you like mazes, right? Very family friendly. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, in the beginning, you do die by sucking your own dick in all of uh. its glory. Like they don't hold back anything. It's not like, oh, there's some there's some soap or some fog where the crotch. No, you have full hard on. I know this dude was <laughs> not circumcised and um, <laughs> you die sucking your own dick. You, you have this long conversation with the devil who's voiced by a very deep voiced black man, um, mm-hmm. which is even more erotic. And then um, you go through mazes, right? Just like Tasker said, you go through mazes and you're rewarded like a rat going through mazes to get cheese, right? But your rewards yeah. are very weird sexual experiences. And um, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be happy to know that in these mazes, there are these rooms with doors that are very noticeable because it looks like a lady's leg spread. Good. And they're kind of like little rooms you could take a break in. And by what I mean by take a break is you go in there and it's like... You know those you know those porn videos where it's like a reverse glory hole? Uh they're like in Czechoslovakia or something and, and it's like these dudes come in and the girls it's just like their legs and their their bottom half sticking out of the wall. Yeah. Okay. It's that. So th- that's what it is. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so you go in and um you just you fuck it for uh, a little bit, it. just take a break, and then you go back to the maze. Wow, how uh, that's nice that they give you little uh, little breathers, huh? Yeah. So hey, um, seven out of five, go buy it. <laughs> it's like four ninety nine, guys. Come on. Oh man, and how perfect that you play the hell game and then your AC goes out, which also makes me wonder too. Because remember last we were talking about technology failures and stuff like that, and how they were like the MIB, the Men in Black were coming after me. I mean. I don't know, man. The fact that, uh, especially after episode two, and now that we're doing episode three, now they're shutting off your AC. So who's to know? <laughs> I think it's because you didn't crack, right? Because you did. I told uh, you not to crack. I told you don't throw me under the bus, and you didn't. Like a good friend. Mm-hmm. Now they're frustrated. Now they're coming to the source. Well, they knew they couldn't get anything out of me because you literally live in like a basically physical enigma code. So of course they're going to have to try to just you know go with the battering ram to the to the front gate. Well, I got bad news for them, all right? Because if they try to get physical with me, I just finished playing sex with the devil, man. I will make their lives <laughs> a literal living hell. You'll put them in the reverse glory hole, and I'll show them to follow you. Yeah, I'll be like, you guys ever been to Czechoslovakia before? 
<laughs> isn't it technically the Republic of Czech now? Isn't isn't a Czech isn't Czechoslovakia broken up? And is it it's incorrect for me to say that? Uh let's see. Is the Czech Republic. The Czech Republic. Um, that's what it is. Okay, so look, I corrected myself. I was at first I was ignorant and politically incorrect, and I corrected myself. Not that I know yeah. anything about their dumb culture anyway, right? But at least <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, and actually, I, I one more thing. It's the Czech Republic and the Slovak Republic. They, they split into two republics. Ah, two equally unattractive names. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Czech and Slovakia. Yeah, but we got to give them points. Uh, so there's been there's a lot of great porn that comes out from yeah, that. Yeah, there is some great. <laughs> <laughs> At the very least, some great porn stars. But uh, we'll get into that a different date. <laughs> oh shit! So um, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. But go buy the game, guys. Uh, horoscope, horoscope time, I believe. Yeah. All right, let's do it because, of course, Nick is uh, wasn't kidding about it. you've had. He's had no AC for a week. He's I can already see him glistening. And um, yeah, you're not having fun today, huh? It's hard to breathe, man. Like if it's <laughs> it's kind of, you know, that heat when you get in your car and it, it takes you a couple breaths to like adjust. It's kind of like yeah. that, but constantly. <sighs> I I am not jealous. Yeah, it was like 116 the other day here. Jeez. And um, yeah, not great. So let's let's just get things rolling. We'll jump into to, uh, horoscopes. Uh, did you want to go first? I'll go first today. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm hmm. Motivation must come from within today, Cancer. The only thing that you that can pull you out of bed is your inner drive. Too much partying may leave you spent to the point where you don't want to move. Remember to keep things in moderation. Be good to your body. Get outside and let your mind radiate outward like sunshine. Feel the grounding of the earth beneath your feet. Um, I mean, I guess I needed to hear something like that. Mm-hmm. A little bit of positivity in this like uh, hot soup of that is your home. Yes. And especially with this advice to go outside, I think that's a good idea because it's it's probably cooler outside than it is in my house right now. Hey, but thanks, horoscope.com. I, I appreciate that. Uh, very thoughtful uh, <laughs> jackasses us. <laughs> yeah, and I know you're doing the, the classic strategy that uh, that. I did back when I had to live in the dorms and we had no AC for a, a whole semester during summer um, is just hang out in department stores. That, oh, hell yeah, man. I'm going straight to going straight to a bookstore after this. and I'm going to sit there like the autistic kid in the manga section, <laughs> just reading and making weird noises. It's going to say you can even go to some of those like local liquor shops that have like the walk in um, beer fridges and stuff like that and just hang out in there. Pretend like you're looking shove my face in there for about half an hour. Oh yeah, yeah. What are they gonna do? They know it's hot. Yeah. What are they? What are they gonna do? <laughs> so my stars, uh, sex is a four out of five. Makes sense after playing that game. Right. Uh, hustles a two out of five. Vibe is a three out of five, and success is a four out of five. So a little better than expected, I imagine. Not terrible. Better than the last few weeks. I'll give it that. <laughs> See, it's almost like you're doing like kind of like a hot yoga. You're sweating out all the toxins or some shit, right? Oh, man. Oh, man. I got something to talk to you about. You just reminded me. Okay, do your horoscope, and then I'm going to bring something up. Oh, God. All right. I'll blast through it because I'm interested. Uh, let's see. Your thinking is steady and reserved today, Scorpio. Your mind is right in line with your ego, and you will be able to accurately verbalize what is going on inside. You might be a bit reserved in how much you tell people. 
It could be that others are holding back information from you. Proceed with caution and be honest in all your dealings. Oh, um, shit. That's sketchy. Jesus Christ. Um, I don't really know what to take from it. Um, just says, uh, just keep it together. Don't say too much or say just enough. Did it say that people were holding things back from you? Um, uh, it could be that others are holding back information from you. Yes. Hmm. I mean, technically I'm waiting to, to hear what you have to say. So sort of, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, other than that, I'm pretty open with you. I just talked to you about reverse glory holes. So there's not really much. Yeah. Else <laughs> there's, there's definitely lines that have been crossed quite frequently. I believe. <laughs> so I don't think this is a problem. Once again, we're using a, a non-paid horoscope site. So it's only to be expected. So for stars, however, sex is a three out of five. Hustle is a two out of five. Vibe is a four out of five. Success is a three out of five. So it looks like this episode's probably going to go decent. And I expect nothing less than the fun-ass episode planned ahead. So I'm pretty mm. excited. Perfect. But before we get into it, Tasker, you mentioned yoga. You mentioned something like that, right? Getting all hippy-dippy and all that bullshit, right? Oh, yeah. I need to make an apology, a formal apology to the listeners to the people who have heard the Star Seeds episode in the past <laughs> about you know the tone that I might have taken when when talking about Star Seeds after a lot of research aka YouTube videos um I have discovered that I am indeed 100% a Syrian star seed there's no doubt in my mind that I am descent I am a dis- my soul is descended from Somewhere in Sirius. This is 100% true. Now, Tasker's looking at me like I'm a fucking idiot, which is fair. <laughs> yes. But I swear, I swear, I don't know if it's the heat this last week. I don't know if I'm losing it a little bit, but I swear to you guys, I'm 100% sure that I am a Syrian star scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. God knows if something clicked or something snapped. But give us the strength and knowledge to determine which is which. Yeah, so I just wanted to uh, say sorry. If I offended anybody just by making fun of you, calling you all a bunch of fucking middle-aged white women, you know? (laughs) Oh, man. Maybe one of these days we could revisit Starseeds because it's it's so gloriously dumb. It's just, uh, it's very entertaining. But now that you've taken a new stance on it, I don't know. Maybe there's some more we can look into. I think that, I think that's a good call. I might've been reserved especially because that's an older episode, right? We've gotten better since then, but I might've been even reserved doing the research because I thought it was um, uh, mentally challenged, right? <laughs> a good old load of uh, moldy baloney. Yes, but now that I've been lightened and I think I've had my Syrian awakening, I'm pretty sure we could do that in the future. So thanks, Tasker, for letting me, letting me get on my pedestal for a second. Uh, but now that you think it's dumb, I am offended. Good. Yeah, I have plenty of regrets bringing that up, but maybe in the future we can... Um, See, maybe like, I mean, this might be a long shot, you know, me playing the podcast on the podcast, but uh, we could find people who actually believe the shit and like, you know, get them to send like sound bites and stuff. And we, you, we can, uh, I'll tear them apart, but you can like, you know, try to, (laughs) try to, you know, you know, enhance it. I would love to hear from some star seeds. And I know that some of our listeners out there are probably star seeds. A majority of the human population are star seeds. It's just, they haven't awakened. So that's a good, that's right. a good idea to ask a very good idea. What's that fucking video? We probably even brought it up on the episode, but that, uh, on all planes, except physical, 
I am a wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's different. That's some furry <laughs> shit, all right? Is it, though? Is it that different? Yes. Yes, because I... I'm not... I'm saying I'm a Syrian starseed here to help the human race, but I'm not... I am 100% not some soy boy with a with a wolf tail sticking out of the back. And you know where that, the other end of that tail is, right? It's a butt plug. <laughs> so you mean to tell me if a fucking group of uh, fellow Assyrians showed up and uh, wanted to have some kind of like debaucherous orgy, you wouldn't want to do that? You know, I'm like- not saying that. I would do it. Yeah, it's what's the difference of that and yiffing? I'm not dressed up like an animal. <laughs> and I'm not having sex with other people dressed up like animals. <laughs> making howling noises and shit. <laughs> you know why they call it yiffing tasker? Do you want to know why? why? Because fucking dogs yiff when they fuck. That's why. <laughs> it's a, it's disgusting and it needs to be put to an end. <laughs> It's a bunch of people getting together, pretending to not be human and having sex. I fail to see what's what's super, what what really is the big change here. What are you talking about, dude? Are you so you're telling me that that you you don't see a difference between an enlightened being such as the Syrian, the Syrian races, or um the the dude that you all went to like community college with who used to show up with like his <laughs> at least his fur feet suit like his fur suit feet on and a tail there's no okay. difference okay well i'll riddle you this um if i was at like an anime convention and i got invited to like a hotel room with a bunch of people dressed up as my favorite characters and i was in a position in my life where i was single and could put my dick on whatever i want um would i do it yeah do i uh, do I recognize that it's debaucherous and weird? Absolutely. But hey, man, we all have our, our shit. I just think we should label it as they are. It's fucking degenerate bullshit. Giffing is degenerate, but so is having a fucking orgy with a bunch of pretend aliens. Pretend aliens? No, that's a different story. That's that's going to Alien Con in Las Vegas and having sex with some rednecks, all right? Who are dressed up like aliens. This is a spiritual, enlightening experience. Of If you have sex with a Syrian, you're probably your mind will be opened to the knowledge of the universe and the cosmic law of one. When you have sex with a furry, you probably get AIDS. <laughs> you actually regress mentally. Oh no, dude! Siri just listened to all that, <laughs> and she like she like took it down, and, she, and I was like, "Siri, you shut the hell up!" Oh, well, now that's now the government has that from you forever. <laughs> Anyways, so. I, yeah, that's that's fucking uh, irresponsible of you to to compare it that way, but that's fine. Sure, sure. Well, now that our opinions have been known, I think it's only appropriate that we get into the episode. All right, guys. I think Tasker's right. Tis time. Um, welcome back to another episode of CEO TPK. Now, in the last episode, we discussed men in black cases from the 1970s to the 1980s. And in this episode, uh, it will be dedicated to finishing up our case files, starting with the 1990s and then finishing in the 2000s. Uh, and after that, we will finally be talking about the many theories surrounding the men in black and what they could be. Uh, very excited. I know it's highly anticipated. I'm pretty fucking jacked to talk about it. Um, so without further delay, make harassing phone calls to either some UFO nerds or your ex-lover, um, and then bug their phones, and True. then knock on their door at a very rudely late hour of the night, because we're diving right in. Have you ever done that? To UFO nerds or ex-lover? 
Um, for the sake of privacy, I'll just say anybody. Yes. Yeah, yeah I thought so. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. <laughs> okay, so let's go into the 1990s. And uh, surprisingly, there are a lot of cases in this book about the 90s. Now, as you would imagine with the men in black for some reason, I'd, at least this is how I imagined it. There's a lot of cases older, and I, f- and I feel like this is the type of phenomenon that would teeter off as time goes on. But apparently that's not the case. There are a lot of cases in the 90s. Um, hmm. But for time's sake, of course, we're not going to be covering them all. But strap in and put on your best plaid because it's time for the era of grunge music and heroin. Yeah, both uh, like every era. There's a lot of ups and there's a lot of downs. But I always found it interesting because one of the big like takeaways I've had with a lot of like paranormal stuff is how it seems to sort of die down as like at the turn of the century because now it's like, I don't know. It's like almost like now that we have the means of getting proof whenever we can, suddenly it all just like stops. It's as if like, you know, now that we have a way of monitoring everything, now there it's kind of like distinctly proven that there's no way to prove it. That is an easy scapegoat. Now, that's an easy way to put it, Tasker. Like, sure, like any skeptic can say that. All right, the, mm. the Men in Black is 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 a phenomenon that goes against that, though, which is really cool. Yeah, so that's why I'm interested to see what's going to happen today. Because, like I said, most cases of like monsters or paranormal creatures they tend to disappear in like the 80s, but now it's like, oh, they're still they're still going on. Yep, still going strong. Um, and I know that I'm supposed to be singing a song per decade. So for this one, I'm going to sing Pearl Jam. Okay. I <laughs> was, um, that's going to go down in history. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. So, this first case surrounds a woman named Marie Jones, who is an author writing about, of course, all things mysterious and paranormal in nature. What more do we expect from these cases at this point? It takes place in 1995, and Jones was looking for like-minded individuals with an interest in UFOs. Show what the fuck was that? Let's cut that. <laughs> <laughs> the delirium's kicking in, huh? I'm, I'm starting to lose it. All right. <clears throat> so she did what she, uh, what you do back then, right back in the 1995 when, when, uh, when the internet wasn't as nearly as big, if at all, that it was now. Um, and what you did back then was you put in an ad in a local newspaper, right? You didn't have Craigslist. You didn't have Tinder. You didn't have Grinder, right? You didn't have any of that shit. Uh, <laughs> You just put an ad in a physical newspaper, kids. That's what you did back then, okay? Well, yeah, that's why in every cartoon, whenever they're like looking for a job, they sit down at the newspaper or like circle and stuff. Nobody does that anymore. Yeah, back in my day, man, we used to, man, we used to do that all the time. I used to have to look for jobs in newspapers, and <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was like two yes. years old when this story <laughs> happened. Like, so. Yeah, you were a fetus. <laughs> None of that happened. <laughs> oh, classic. It is warm. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Hang in there. We're only uh, about uh, 20 minutes in. (laughs) Okay, good. Now, here's a a quote uh, to start off this beginning of the story, okay? Quote, from that ad, a woman contacted me, whom I'd prefer not to name, but whom I'll call 
Anna. Now, real quick, let me pause this quote, Tasker. Is that the improper use of whom? I think she used it once properly and once improperly. Uh, whom I'd prefer not to name, but whom I'll call, I'll call Anna. I'm pretty sure the first whom should be who, and I think the second whom was fine. You probably know that more than me, because uh, you actually have, have written for money before. I have written for money, but I don't use the word who because it's pretentious. It's very pretentious. Okay. I would just say I would just say she should have just nixed it entirely. Yeah. But, but she used it twice. Once yeah. incorrectly. What a anyway. Yeah, goddamn bitch. It's, you know what? This story is not credible anymore. I'm not taking this seriously. <laughs> she just, yep. The fucking use of whom I think immediately destroys that. So, you know, when you're at your fucking con and you're like, you know, banging your your anime waifu, and then she says whom. First of all, who says that while banging? And second of all, you got to get the fuck out, man. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to be in that. I'm not going to be in that situation. I'm not going to oh, be yeah. having sex at a at an anime expo or anything like that. Now you'll be too busy doing it at the next uh, Area 51 uh, raid. <laughs> <laughs> That's more my style. Yeah. <laughs> I I do. I, although it was fiscally irresponsible, I do have a. a a degree of regret for us not going to that. We should have gone because not that many people showed up and we could have been one of the ones that were like in the YouTube videos. I mean, so that oh, would have been we, fucking awesome. We could have been on TV and we would have seen the guy, uh, the ultimate end when the guy does the Naruto run behind the, uh, the newscaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great time in human history. That was honestly so brief. So great. <sighs> so back to the quote. So basically up to, up to this point, the quote, um, our, prota- our protagonist is a weird way to put it. The main character <laughs> of our story here, Marie Jones, but she puts an ad in the newspaper. And um, from that ad, a woman who she's going to call Anna for, an, uh, for you know, an anonymity, anonymity's sake, right. um, uh, is named Anna, gets a hold of her. And here's the, the, the rest of the quote. She was a biker chick. Nice. Cool. We really hit it off and we decided to form a group and it took off really quick. We were very active and did a lot of investigations, particularly with alien abduction cases and witnesses, unquote. So as we've seen before, right, someone had the bright idea to create their own UFO investigation group. And let me remind all of you out there, it's not a good idea, okay? <laughs> Leave it to MUFON. MUFON is established. MUFON's too big for the men in black to really do anything to unless they really wanted to. If you want to start one out of your basement, you have to know the consequences. Shit will yeah. happen to you, okay? Yeah, because it's like you can cross that line and then, like, you know, you're not untouchable, but it's a lot harder. Like you said, MUFON's huge, but, like, what did they have to sacrifice to get there, you know? Don't reinvent the wheel. Yeah, come on. It's not worth it because then you're going to get knocks on your door and people listening on your phone calls. It's not cool. All right. Yeah. AC gets shut off. AC gets shut off and then you're just sitting <laughs> in your own ball soup. All right. <laughs> but you know what is funny is for some reason, my ball sweat isn't it doesn't feel warm. Like it feels cold. Like it's a like a borscht, like like it's a cold soup. Right. Is that weird? I think that's the point of sweat is it's supposed to cool you down oh oh that makes sense yeah huh <laughs> look at you learning body functions <laughs> never really thought about what sweat was before huh <laughs> so i gotta say with the, this heat induced delirium like how close does it feel to just, just straight up just being intoxicated 
pretty fucking close. I'll tell you what, because I'm already hungover. So <laughs> oh. it's just like a it's like a mix of leftover alcohol in my system and uh, the heat the heat induced delirium. And I I mean, as you guys can tell, I'm already kind of all over the place on this episode, and I'm trying to rein myself in, but it's hard. Okay, mm. some people would pay top dollar for that kind of high. Yes, they would. Too bad. You just stay at my house for a day. How about that? <laughs> you join in on the group, uh, the group um, reverse glory hole and masturbation <laughs> session. <laughs> reverse glory hole. That's the best. That's <laughs> uh, the best term ever. Gross. You know, it's still sexist, though. I think, you know, what's funny about glory holes, man, is no matter if it's a normal glory hole or if it's a reverse glory hole, it's kind of still sexist. How? Towards women. Because they can't, they don't have a ding dong to put it in there, right? I mean, like you, like in a normal glory hole, you put your dick in the hole, and there's right. there's hopefully a lady on the other <laughs> side, okay? Right, and um, she'll like usually what they do with glory holes. I've heard, I've never been to one because I live in a fucking modern human society. Um, <laughs> I've heard that they blow people through them, okay? Yes. Now some. Some women love do, love blowing things, all right? They just <laughs> as much as they can. But some women think that it's 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 sexist and that it's demeaning to women, which is understandable, right? Yeah, but it's like it doesn't have to be a woman doing the blowing, too. That's the thing. And there's and that's why they invented the reverse one, I guess. No, but that's worse. That's what I'm saying though. <laughs> because it's extra to me. I okay, I see what you're saying. When a guy does it, it's like, "Oh yeah, what a cool fucking invention." But when a woman does it, it sort of just invites them to be like, you know, trapped and assaulted. Right. And then those Whereas, one, those ones in the Czech Republic, right, yeah. where their, la- their legs are just sticking out. That's kind of the worst, right? That's kind of like the worst path you could go down. And that's like, it, it's so, not really something you can pull yourself out of. Right. I mean, they're probably, hopefully, they're like on their own fruition. Um, I don't know what they do right. over in the Czech Republic, right? I'm not sure. I've seen Hostel, all right? I know how fucked up like <laughs> Eastern Europe is. But um, whatever, fuck it. They're, whatever, just don't do it, all right? I, it's more of a mechanical issue because, see, we as men, we have a, we have a, a thing that sticks out, whereas women do not. So it's, it's a mechanical issue. I mean, it's like, yeah... you could call it sexist, but I think it's more of a, it's more of an engineering problem that hasn't been solved yet. That's fair. That's fair. What if we, what if we started making actual reverse glory holes where Mm. instead of girls lower half sticking out of a wall, it's a dudes who just had like five, uh, what are those pills called that gives you erections? Viagra. Five Viagra. And, and then they're just used. By whoever. See, now that would be equality. See, but it would have to be really low to the ground because, you know, he'd have to be like essentially laying down because if he's like just bent over, the wiener's pointing downward and that's going to, that's just inefficient. Right. So he would have to be like, you know, on some sort of table on the other hand or something like that. But I mean, sure. Let's, let's make it happen, man. I mean, I'm not going to take part. I don't want to do that shit, but somebody will. That's the uh, the uh, silver tier on our Patreon. Is um, <laughs> we'll rig ourselves into the system. You just do what you do what you need to. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll call. We'll, we'll have like a like a warehouse that we do it in, and we'll name it um, Nick and Tasker's Living Check. Dildos. <laughs> the check special <laughs> the living dildos aka the check special <laughs> the the check reverse card <laughs> oh man dude it, 
Our Patreon is going to be very sexual and very illegal. I'm pretty sure that's just straight up prostitution. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you just bring up one biker chick and we go down this fucking <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired and hot. Okay. All right. Now, like I said, these two ladies decided to make their own UFO group. Like, don't do it. So as time went on with the group um, and as Jones and Anna, the biker chick, became closer, Anna told her that she had been experiencing some harassment. And what do you know? These harassment tactics seem awfully familiar to the tactics employed by the men in black, things we've seen time and time again. Her and her family were getting curious phone calls at their house. I spelled their wrong. And <laughs> here I am criticizing somebody on whom, and I can't even spell their properly. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Um, and strange men had been knocking on their front door. Now, here's a quote from Jones about Anna's situation. Quote, she and her husband lived in a semi-rural area, so they were a bit isolated, which made it more worrying. There were threats on the phone. Strange issues with the phone, like unusual noises on the line and electronic interference and things like that. And the more we talked and I got to know her, the more these things started to happen to my phone, unquote. Never associate with people who are being harassed by the men in black because it will happen to you. Yep. It's like having it. It's like, isn't there like a thing when you're like possessed by a demon? It could like, or no, it's, isn't that ghost where they can hop to person to person? Um, I think demons, like, yeah, demons can hop person to person, right? Um, they can follow. Yeah. Uh, ghosts are usually, and I think we talked about this on our, uh, what was it? Our haunted, cursed, or... Uh, yeah, possessed. Possessed episode. And and then ghosts, I think, are more bound to a certain location. Okay, was it poltergeist? There was some sort of, like, ghosty thing that could hop around, right? No, that's possessed stuff that can hop. Like demons, yeah. And, and, and most of the time, demons are, are behind possession, yeah. Okay. All right. Just clarifying. So Jones goes on to say, quote, it was always a male caller and the person on the other end had a very ro robotic voice. They almost sounded like they were talking through some kind of voice changer. It was very stilted, very robotic. This person was telling me what clothes I had on, what book I was reading, what room I was in, and the place where I lived, you couldn't see in it. The calls kept coming, and this person was telling me more and more personal things that they should have never known, unquote. Mm, creepy. creepy. That's fucking creepy, man. And like you said, apparently you, wouldn't, you weren't able to see into her house. So even if this dude was across the street in the bushes or something, being a peeping Tom, right. wouldn't work. So after experiencing all this crap, Jones talked with Anna to see if their experiences matched up, and they did. Anna said that the people calling her to harass her sounded the exact same as Jones's stalkers. But Anna and her husband were getting it worse. These men would be on their property late at night, knocking on the door and just kind of standing around outside. And when her husband would run outside with a gun to fuck these guys up, they would run away and, quote, moved like robots. They were very stiff, very stilted. And started with and stared without blinking their eyes, but they looked human. Unquote. 
I'm just picturing him like running away, like shoulders up, their arms are just like, eh, 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 and they're just doing this like little like nerd run, <laughs> like waddling. They can't bend their knees, so they're just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> fucking armpits are sweaty. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take my shirt off. All right. All right, uh, I'll give you the play-by-play. He's pulling his shirt up. It's up and over. It is off. Ah, someone's been working out. That's better. Woo! Nice. Yeah, this is some... uh, If only you guys had the videos. Oh, whoa, not bad at all. Yep, that's some seps, some some of those tries. I see it. Mm, mm. Oh, yeah, pale. Pale is fucking Casper. <laughs> Same. I don't think I've taken my shirt off in public in like three years. Yeah, dude, I, I spent all my time in a basement, bro. I look like <laughs> Nosferatu. <laughs> it's good. That's great for defense. So when they're shocked by that, that's when you you got you can pull the gun on them. Yeah. So these are the types of things that both Marie and Anna were experiencing. And it kept happening. Now, Jones's husband, uh, Marie's husband, was a musician. Basically, he was unemployed <laughs> and yeah. would be gone from the house for days at a time, right? Whether it was practice or if they were like doing a little bit of a tour or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people calling to harass her at her house always seemed to know when she was home alone and would call at those times. Basically, hey, your husband's not here to help you. So let's uh, let's fuck with this chick. You know what I mean? Ugh, that's really creepy. It's very creepy, but effective. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess too that they just need to just if they're just like staying outside of her house, like watching her. They, I mean, that's how people that's how people profile a house before they rob it, right? They oh just yeah. Watch them, see the ins and out, who's going to be there and who's not. Exactly. Watching their uh, watching their uh, their their patterns and you know, oh, totally, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah dude, so. I do it all. I mean, people do it all the time. <laughs> I know, right? It's a real, just a horrible thing, right? Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Gotta be smart, mm-hmm. though, you know, when you're breaking into somebody's house. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because breaking and entering. I heard a case where uh, this dude, they uh, got broken, entered in, and um, they took a bunch of shit. But the fact that there was a, uh, a like, an infant child there, and and there was, like, a ring. So, like, they were all on camera, face and everything. And, like, they got caught. Like, they, dude, they got royally fucked. What they, what they, did they do anything to the kid? No, it was just they broke and entered. It's endangering a minor. And if you like, uh, you know, and they had a weapon and it's a violent crime with a minor on site that can like severely like bump up your uh, uh, punishment. Man, see, that's why that's why all jokes aside, if you guys have the urge to break into people's houses, even if it's not to harm anyone, right? Even if you just want to wear somebody's panties, right? You want to break uh-huh. in and raid the panty drawer and try them on and and do the little, I'm a little teapot dance at them, you know, um, <laughs> get help. All right. Yeah. Isn't it funny how that used to be like an okay thing? The panty raid that they would do on college yeah. campuses. Yeah. We missed that train, man. <laughs> we were too, yeah. we were too, too young. Cause yeah, now it's definitely a crime and yeah. you could definitely do like a lot of jail time for it. I just want to be a pretty girl. You just got to buy your own. Oh, damn it. Doesn't smell as good. All right. <laughs> All right. Weird. That was a weird thing to say. It's hot in here. It's fucking hot in here, man. All right. You're doing the best you can. <laughs> okay. So as these experiences ramped up, it became too much for Jones and Anna to handle. Now, much like Albert Bender in the 50s, they decided to shut down their research group, putting two and two together that this was why they were being harassed. It was the research they were doing on abduction cases. Mm. 
Now, they actually stopped interacting after this pretty much altogether because Marie Jones moved back to Los Angeles. Now, let's move, let's move on and discuss another case out of the 90s from another researcher and author named Greg Bishop. Okay? And with another case comes another 90s song. Boom, 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 boom. I want you in my room. We'll spend the night together from now until forever. Boom, 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 boom. I want a double boom. Let's spend the <laughs> night together, together in my room. Double boom, huh? Oh, hell yeah. You know what that means? That's that's just DP, right? That's DP, baby. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Vanga Boys, man. They had- <laughs> they had the good old 90s uh, white lightning, huh? <laughs> white white lightning co- cocaine? Cocaina? Yeah, co- oh. Cocaine. Fuck yeah. Now, our boy Greg Bishop wrote about many topics, of which you could probably guess. Conspiracy theories, psychedelics, and of course, the UFO phenomenon. Now, here's a quote from Bishop setting up the scene. Quote, Male tampering is the darling of the clinical paranoids, but nearly every piece of mail that the late researcher and alien abductee Carla Turner sent to my P.O. box looked like it had been tampered with or opened. Since this is easy to do without having to be obvious, we figured someone was interested in her work enough to make it clear that she was being monitored. She took to putting a piece of transparent tape over the flap and writing sealed by sender on it. Carla pretty much took it for granted after a while and suggested I do likewise, unquote. So Greg Bishop's story starts off with him and this researcher, Carla Turner, uh, both into UFOs research. They were like pen pal buddies talking about cases and shit. Um, and the mail that they would send to each other had clearly been opened. Um. And when I say clearly, they mean that they were opened in a way and left in a way that they wanted them to know that they'd been opened. Like, hey, somebody is looking through your shit. It's us. And there's a reason behind this, right? Yeah, it's a threat. It's a threat. It's a very silent but effective threat. Now, as this strange male tampering was happening with their mail, Bishop became more paranoid and claimed to start seeing things and encountering things. Now, for instance, He said that between 1996 to 1997, he had seen multiple people taking pictures of his house. Now, at that time, he thought it was the man in black, but he admits to the, like, in recent times that he was highly paranoid back then and that it very well could have been real estate folks. (laughs) Well, at least he's like, you know, giving other options. He's not like immediately, it's gotta be them. Right. He's, he's trying to redeem himself. I think he's just a quitter, you know? (laughs) Sure. Now, here is more of what he experienced, including some speculation on his own paranoia. And so this is a more recent quote from him. Quote, I thought people were reading my computer screen from the outside of my house. I thought my landlord upstairs was following me through the house. It was really weird. One night, I was up at two in the morning, and I walked into the bedroom, and I could hear somebody walk into the bedroom upstairs. It was the same apartment floor plan upstairs as mine. For about five minutes, the person walked everywhere I did, right after me. I could hear the floor creaking right above me in every room I went into. Things like this, I build into this framework of paranoia. I was stressed, paranoid, and thinking there was these men in black types outside the house. Maybe there were, but you know, whether I was being watched or not, if you've 
got a vast paranoid conspiracy made up in your mind as I did at the time, then everything fits into it. And it did fit with the thing with Carla and the mail being opened. I kind of like this guy. I had a feeling you'd like him. I had a feeling that you would like anybody who says anything <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> well, I mean, like, and it sounds like he's still like into it, but he's willing to say, well, it also, I can't say for certain because it's true. Like the human brain is fucking wild. Like, isn't it like there's a, I was actually, there was a movie called a uh, Rashomon by uh, um, Kurosawa, which is like a really famous, like one of the most famous, like, directors in history and the story goes is that there's a murder that happens and they have they basically they they interview the murderer the like wife i mean the husband or nor the wife i don't know and like even the ghost of the guy who got murdered and all this shit but the thing is is everybody tells a completely different story and they're just like ah so it creates a thing called the rashomon um effect which is just witnesses are unreliable we just don't know like shit, we can like the human brain can make shit up and believe it and make it real. Our brain wants to fill in the gaps. Um, right. If it doesn't understand things, if there's things it can't comprehend. Sure. I, and I a hundred percent agree with that, but th- this dude is acting like a fucking narc. Okay. So like I'm here <laughs> to, I'm here to educate the people about the men in black, about aliens and the UFOs. And then we have this dude named Craig Bishop, Greg Bishop, who is a UFO researcher and now he's he's killing everybody's buzz. He's saying, hey, man, I was just kind of a paranoid guy back then. Probably didn't happen like the way I thought it did. And I was like, wow, dude, what a big pussy. You know what I mean? Like he, <laughs> he didn't have the balls to stick with his story. I think he was just embarrassed. Uh, why? That he didn't catch him? Well, that it even happened to him. I don't know, man. I I, I can't. I'm just I'm just disappointed in him. That's all. <laughs> Whatever. So did it just. That was just kind of what happened. He just said, ah, eh, maybe I was just paranoid and the whole case dropped. Kind of. So, yeah, nowadays, Bishop is still, he's st- so he is still a prominent member in the ufology community. Okay, he's still doing research, which is cool. However, he has stopped worrying about whatever happened to him. And he admits that he was being watched to a certain extent. That is something he still sticks by. By who? Yeah. He's not sure. Um, He also admits that the mail was definitely tampered with okay that shit happened um but the paranoia surrounding it it put him in a bad place mentally so um was it the men in black who were watching him and going through all of his male communications with this carla turner um probably right it was probably the men in black but so nothing really stopped he just kind of stopped caring about it because the paranoia was starting to eat away at him yeah it's kind of like well what do I have to prove here? I just want my life back together. I just want to stop feeling like ass all the time. Yeah. So he's like, even if it's going to continue, he just kind of said, fuck it. <laughs> he was just like, fuck yeah. this. I don't have time for this. <laughs> my man. Okay, people. Nice. Look at the first off. Eh, get one of these. <sighs> yeah, that was a good flex. That was a good flex. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Just so I wanted to show you my sweat, pa- my my sweaty, pale body. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a nice glimmer and shine. It's like you're ready for uh, a competition. <laughs> yeah, a, co- a competition with the Arctic as the background. Yeah. By the way, I'm sorry. I just because it pops in my head every now and again. I think about last week, that one dude, the fucking photo, and he's just like, I am a man in black and trick. What a fucking dumpy <laughs> nerd. Like... Just thinking this is just some dude, like, just trying to do a bit, like, 
Oh my god! It just it makes me cringe for him. Like a couple decades in the future, cosplayers before cosplay was a thing, man. Basically, it was just method acting. But ugh, I just sometimes I think about that. And I'm just like, imagine if some dude like trying to do that to you. Oh, dude, the wedgies, the amount, the 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 magnitude of the wedgie I would give that person would be like a like a nine point two. Uh, be um, you could hear that scream like probably at least across the county. Oh hell yeah. God, try it. Try it on me. (laughs) All right, people. So enough about the 90s. All right, we've done enough heroin. Let's Mm -hmm. get into the new millennium. And of course, with the new millennium comes a song. Oh, yeah, 2000s. Making my way downtown, walking fast, faces passing them homebound. Boo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Staring blankly ahead, snake him away, make him away through the crowd. All right, fuck okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm losing it. Uh, just a bit, just a little unhinged, but you're you're doing well. You're uh, you're a lot more together than I expected. Thank you. Yes, it's taking a, sh- a sheer amount of will, but I got this. That's yeah, probably because you cut your mullet off, huh? What? No, look at this baby. Oh, it was all, it was wrapped up because your headphones. Oh, yeah, okay. baby. Oh, it's, it's getting long, man. It's getting long, baby. <laughs> oh man. That was the biggest shenanigan. Uh, I was going to say debate, but nobody's fucking probably watches Twitch on here, huh? I don't. Yeah. So never mind. <laughs> okay. So we're in the 2000s and our first story of the 2000s is about a woman named Raven Mindell. Uh, yes, her name is Raven. And yes, Tasker, real quick, how do you imagine a woman named Raven looking? Uh, probably dressing in all black. I imagine some sort of like, um, what are those things? It's like, it's not mesh, but it's like mesh with like little patterns in it. Um, lace, like a lace type lace, thing. Lace, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like probably a feather. Um, probably wears red lipstick and looks angry. Fucking spot on, man. <laughs> spot on. <laughs> not surprised. So, yes, she is exactly how you imagine she look. Um, a black lace corset, okay, with a tasteful amount of cleavage. Um, of course. Black hair. Uh, and in the photo, in the book that I saw, she is holding a crystal ball in her palms. Ah, huh. she like older or younger? Uh, younger. I'd say she's probably our age. Well, not anymore, but like at the time, she's probably our age. Okay, I see, I see. Anyway, uh, so she's a cryptozoologist, a writer radio host, and perhaps most notably, a Wiccan priestess. Oh. So mote it be. So mote it be. Here is a quote from her about the beginnings. Quote, I have been interested in paranormal things and UFOs for years, but when I got involved in doing it more seriously with research and writing and in a career-like manner, that's when really strange things started to happen, including a Men in Black experience in April of 2008. Unquote. So basically, a week before her Men in Black experience, Raven's husband felt that felt so they were at their house, and he felt what seemed to be a rush of wind move past him in the house. Uh, like so, you know, you know when somebody like whizzes past you, you feel that brush of air. You know, right? right. It, it was that situation. The problem is that nobody first off, nobody ran by him. Okay, and the AC was not on, um, which, you know what? Don't take it for granted. Uh, (laughs) uh, No windows were open. 
It had just felt like somebody ran past him, but of course there was no one. So, right. and also, yeah. sorry, just for the, for the time capsule record, um, we're also going through like a record heat wave, like all across the board. So what is this? This is like June, 2021 right now. It's fucking hot everywhere. So yeah, lucky, lucky you, Nick. I feel grand. I feel, huh, is this dude, is this what a shrimp feels like, uh, in shrimp fried rice? Probably if it could feel. Yeah, that's right. Shrimps don't have feelings, man. Yeah. Well, not when they're being cooked and also not when you eat their uh, shit, shit sack. Didn't you do that last time? I did. Last week, I went to an Asian buffet. Um, I think I talked about this. Did I? Don't, yeah, did you I? Did. I did. I did. Yeah, did I? yeah. Last week, yeah, yeah. You brought it up about how you're supposed to take out the that little bit. They call it deveining. It's not a yes. vein. Um, no. It's a it's, it, it, a tract of shit. And... Um, <laughs> They didn't take it out, but I ate it anyway. So, did it matter? Did it change anything? Psychological, yes. I knew it was there. <laughs> Psychological damage was done, but it tasted fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's how a scat fetish is born. <laughs> You'll, yeah, fucking catch me dead after. I, I would never, ever be into that shit. Not even after sex with the devil on Steam for four ninety nine. No, I mean I'm into all kinds of stuff now, but not scat. I mean that was just gross. That was hard to watch. Yeah, good on you. Good on you. I, I have my limits. I have my boundaries. Mm-hmm. That's very promising for your future. Thank you. Mm. So that happened, right? It was an isolated incident. Right. But then a week later, Raven was outside playing Frisbee with some kid in the neighborhood. Okay. As you would imagine some quirky goth person doing. Cool. I would never do that because if I were to do that, even though her and I are the same age, at least at the time, uh, they'd be like, what are you doing with my son? Right. They'd be like, who are yeah. you? And what are you? I'm just like, yo, I'm just playing Frisbee. My pants are oh, yeah. on. Like, I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> well, it's funny too. Cause I know there's a, um, that's why a, a big thing is with elementary schools and stuff is having male teachers is considered like a bad career choice oh, because geez. like, there's just a huge lack of trust when it comes to a male teacher at elementary schools, even though, Nine times, nine, I'd say almost 10 times out of 10, they're just doing their job. But it's just, there's an inherent lack of trust when it comes to adult men with children. And I uh, I get it to a certain extent, but, you know, uh, it's it's a two-way street, man. Ladies are doing mm-hmm. the same shit. Oh, yeah, dude. Fucking some ladies got, like, confirmed for, like, or uh, condemned for murdering the kids they were watching and shit. Yeah, so, I mean, come on now. Like, we've gone too far. If I want to play Frisbee in a public place where God and everyone can see us, let me play Frisbee. <laughs> I'm not doing anything wrong. Um, anyway, so she's playing Frisbee with this kid. I guess 2008 was a more trusting time, and she's also yes. a girl, so there was that fucking sexist bullshit again, right? Yeah, um, double standard or whatever. The men always being held down by the pa- the matriarchy. I almost, I almost said the patriarchy. Um, Good save. What, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so Raven and this kid having a groovy time training for the major leagues of Ultimate Frisbee or whatever, when out of the apartment across from them walked two men dressed in, you guessed it, all black business attire. Oh, the boys are back in town. That's right, man. Thin Lizzie's calling. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, Raven noted that the apartment across from them had no occupants at the time. It was vacant. Okay. When her and the kid saw these men, 
they had an uneasy feeling just instinctively. And perhaps to make the kid feel more at ease, Raven uh, decided to smile and made a little joke to the men, probably about the weather or something, but they didn't react at all. Um, She described them as being stone cold with no emotion. The two men got into a, of course, black vehicle and backed out super quick because she was suspicious of these two guys after they made no attempt to like look at her and they came out of like a vacant apartment and they looked really weird. Um, so she kind of started walking towards the car as they got in to look at the license plate. So they backed out real fast so she couldn't look at the license plate and just like skid it out of there. Mm-mm. Um, but this was not the end of her experiences with men in black. Now, Raven's phone uh, at home would ring, but of course, no one would be on the other line. Then, on the night of April 19th, just three days after seeing the two men, while trying to fall asleep, Raven had a crazy, overwhelming feeling that she needed to stop all of her UFO research at once. Like this innate fear suddenly struck her while she was trying to fall asleep. Kind of like how I feel about like my art career sometimes at 2 a.m. Where you just wake up and you're like, why am I doing this? <laughs> well, I fucking ruined my life. Like, what, <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> there's a, uh, yeah. Were there, were, there some te- were there some tears behind that laugh, Tasker? Hey, man, uh, as they say, uh, comedy is rooted in tragedy. Yes, it is, man. They're <laughs> See, <laughs> Nick's like, oh, are you sweating too? It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sweating. Yeah. Yep. Sweating from my Just eyeballs. Swe- sweat rolling down my cheek. Yep. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, artists, keep doing your thing, all right? Um, statistically, only 1% of you will end up a dictator and taking over like half of Europe. So. <laughs> I think it's less than 1% because there was only one. <laughs> Out of all the artists in history, <laughs> Nick almost choked on water. <laughs> Woo. Oh man! Oh, it is, that almost killed you. It's too hot to choke on water because there's no recovery air. Like if ah, uh, it's true, oh, buddy. Plus, even if it was like, um, like I saw this meme where it's like, you ever feel that pain in like your like your organs? You're just like, ah, fuck. Here it is. It's like if you wanted that to happen with the water when you're choking, you're like, oh, maybe this is this is it. It's over, but it's just going to evaporate and then welcome back. I know. I was like so close. Remember, I told you guys <laughs> I wake up every morning a little disappointed. <laughs> and it would have happened on the air, too. That would have been cool. That would have been dope. Hey, if I die on air, you better fucking post that episode. You better not cut it. You better. That's how I want to go. That Now everybody is a witness to that. I want that as my decree. If I die, you put it up. Yep. And there's your your uh, verbal consent right there. So if any if some court comes up, so if your family tries to sue me, I'll just play them that exactly because that wasn't a bit. I want it up. That'd be awesome, man. Yep, <laughs> you'll be famous. I we both be famous. I mean, I'll I'll just get all the money. But uh, <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> so after having that weird revelation in the middle of the night saying, I better stop this UFO research. She told herself that she would stop and she did. But two days later, while out walking her dog, an all black car resembling what looked to be an old model Cadillac began tailing her around the neighborhood. There was a younger man and an older man in the car. And she wasn't hundred percent sure if they were the same ones that she saw at the apartment, but they looked similar. Um, And at a certain point, one of them took off their seatbelt and positioned themselves as if they were going to, like, get out of the car. 
when they were close by her, right? Um, that's a red flag. Yeah, especially if you're in like an unknown neighborhood. When you see that, it's it's time to go. It was her neighborhood. It was her home neighborhood. Ooh. But um, these guys had balls, all right? If they're like in her neighborhood and uh, in her territory where people know her and they're like, I'm going to fuck this chick up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-mm. That is pretty ballsy. So Raven pulled her cell phone out and began uh, fake talking to someone kind of like she was at like she was like a performer at an improv show. Right. Like um, just kind of pulled out. Oh, you know, minus the fingers. Right. She had her actual yeah. phone out. Yep. The old pantomime. Yeah. Kind of except with the real phone. But it was like 2008. So she had one of those flip phones. You know what I mean? Uh, I remember. And it's so funny. There's like this brief era of like media where everybody has flip phones. But now it's smartphones everywhere. Smartphones. Dude, I almost bought a flip phone just to wow. shove it up fucking Apple and Samsung's butt. But I <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about switching to Samsung. Um, now, I know you're probably thinking, oh, because they came out with the new uh, uh, Sam, the uh, the uh, the virtual assistant. Is that what it is? It's totally it. But hey, like also Apple sucks. So, you know, what can I what can I say? <laughs> they all suck in their own way. Yeah. But the problem is, is I, I have GarageBand on my that's how I made like our, the show's theme song was on uh, an iPhone. So it's like, uh, I don't know. It's a tough call. See, the problem with Apple is they got you. They always have you by the balls because they know that their ecosystem works the best. Yeah, that's what sucks. Is it? It just works. And I have like AirPods. And okay, we don't need to talk about yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we have yeah, we have Raven who's about to, who's fake talking on her questionable brand phone. We'll call it an LG. Yeah, probably an LG or like a Nextel phone or something. And so she's talking on it. Uh, pretending to at least, and and as she does so, she walks towards her community's clubhouse, which is like by the pool and shit. Um, mm-hmm. So when she makes it to the clubhouse, because there are people there, and if she feels safe, she turns around, and of course, the car and the men vanished, gone, dipped out. Then a few weeks later, her husband, whose name is Adam, by the way, started to hear very distinct whispers coming throughout their apartment. Then they began to notice strange handprints on the mirror of the bathroom. Not only that, but Raven and Adam's daughter came out of the shower and had bruises on her arm one morning that were the same shape and size as the handprints in the mirror. Again, with the poltergeist shit and the men in black, there's something there. Yeah, the correlation of... um there's either because I was gonna say I don't like I don't even think this is Men in Black. I think they just straight up have a poltergeist in there. But who knows? Maybe that's part of their arsenal. That's what I'm thinking, man. And when we get into the theories, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But I'm a hundred. I there is, in my opinion, in my almost expert opinion, there <laughs> is a connection between the Men in Black and what we perceive to be paranormal activity. Mm, perceived. That's a it's a good uh, good term right there. Thank you. Covers me mm. uh, from all uh, liability. Um, mm. <laughs> now, throughout this whole time, Raven had been keeping a journal of these strange occurrences, as you probably should do if things like this are happening to you. Um, mm-hmm. Here is a passage from February 11th, 2009, uh, just after waking up at 2 a.m. Quote, night terror. I'm still very shaken from something that just happened. I'm terribly upset and can't go back to sleep. 1.21 a.m. was the last time I looked at the clock before having fallen asleep. 
The next thing I know, I was awake again and was staring at my bedroom curtain. All of a sudden, this harsh tingling feeling started in my legs and worked its way up my torso and into my head until my whole body was being crushed. Lots of pressure and a loud noise was humming in my ear. You know, (laughs) I was trying hard to scream, Adam, but I couldn't. I remember looking back toward the curtain and saying to whoever or whatever was there, I hate you, you you son of a bitch. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) Yeah, I I trained at Juilliard's, man. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, some some top tier acting, dude. I was in the same. I was in the graduating class with uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, man. <clears throat> oh yeah, it shows. It shows. Thank you. Mm. Then I came out of it or woke up. I lay there wondering if I had the start of a stroke or an aneurysm. I wonder that often too. I looked at the clock again, and it read one forty two a.m. I'm still woozy and foggy and cannot completely focus my eyes. They feel dry and irritated. I'm really scared. And I know I won't sleep anymore tonight, unquote. Oof. Now, after all this stuff her and her family went through, Raven does not research UFOs anymore. These events started to tinker out as she stopped working on these UFO cases, right? As it tends to do. So once you start listening to whoever's telling you not to do this shit, eventually it stops for the most part. And that was the case for her. So she does not research UFOs anymore to this day. Um, She says she dabbles in it a little bit, but more from like a fan perspective than a researcher perspective. Like she'll read about stuff. Um, But for the most part, she focuses on the occult and cryptozoology. So when she plays Frisbees with kids again in the park, does she like get like super triggered when it like flies in <laughs> the air and shit? <laughs> <laughs> the kid throws a Frisbee. She's like, oh, shit. No, just, like, no. Hits the deck. <laughs> They're behind you. <laughs> They're following you. Can't go to a fucking office building. <laughs> oh, it's sad. Poor, poor Raven. It's a rough life. All right, guys. Uh, that's it for the case files. We finally made our way through all the case files I wanted to cover from the book. Congratulations. We made it through time. And now that we're done with the case files, let's move into the theories section of the series. This is something that I've been super hyped for since we started the series. Um, now as a note up top, I will be using some points made by the book on the theories. However, like you all know, Tastra and I have been chomping at the bit to talk about these. So there will be personal opinions and personal speculation surrounding the points from both of us. Yep. And if you're on our Discord or wherever and you have your own opinions, feel free to share them because there's a lot of lot of possibilities here. There are a fuck ton of possibilities about what they could be. I want to know. I definitely want to know what our listeners think. So let us know on Discord. I'm down to talk about it. I want to kind of see what everybody's gauge is here, basically. Uh, but none mm. of this, they don't exist bullshit. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll make a separate channel for that. Yeah, well, I'll make a channel that Tasker can be in charge of called Skeptics. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> it's a channel. You'll get a, even a new title. It's called Band. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Band Hammer, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'm still gonna get banned as an admin, huh? Oh man, it's coming. It's cooking, dude. I almost <laughs> banned you when you made that anime channel. Almost. Oh, that was a close one. <laughs> Okay, let's get into the first theory. And the first one that we will be talking about 
is that maybe, just maybe, the men in black are hallucinations of the observer or person having the encounter. Sounds like a sounds like a stretch, but let's mm-hmm. let's let's kind of back this up a little bit by talking about our old friend Albert Bender. Okay, now our boy Bender had some pretty outlandish shit happen to him. Let's let's be real about it with his encounters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was even a book written about his Men in Black encounters that claimed Bender was taken to top secret facilities in Antarctica. Okay, that's something I didn't cover in the main case file because I don't think it had to fit. But this was something that was mentioned that he said happened, allegedly. Okay, he went to Antarctica and was taken there to see, like, top secret UFO shit. Right. Now remember, in the first episode of the series, I mentioned in passing about Bender's mental health. And I said to keep that in mind. And this is why. Now this comes into play while looking at this theory. Here is what we know of Albert, amongst other things. Okay? He was obsessive-compulsive. He was a hypochondriac, often terrified of getting cancer, like on a regular basis. Highly into many aspects of the occult and paranormal. And uh, spent a lot of time in his, like, holed up in his stepfather's cramped, poorly lit attic, which he turned into a weird horror dungeon, right? Right. Now, I'm not saying that each of these factors about him can lead to hallucinations. But a combination of some or all might make someone unstable enough physiologically and mentally to maybe hallucinate, right? With enough stress factors. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it, it all depends on like the level of uh, psychosis because um, there are some people like the brain's a hell of a drug. It, it can really do some crazy shit. And like, I don't know if it's more like hallucinations, but maybe it's like, could just be a typical he saw like business people and was just had it so much in his head that they were like you know stalking him and shit that he turned it into something that it wasn't or that's sort of like you said before we fill in the gap so maybe when he was having like a an episode or something like that when there was like an area where the uh the the timeline gets a little sketchy he would just fill in the gaps and you know that's not super like unreasonable it's not unreasonable. It is, it's a possibility, right? And here's something else that could be a possibility when it comes to Bender and his stories. Um, but, w- but with that being said, though, real quick, Bender wasn't like, as far as we knew, he wasn't terribly psychotic. Like he wasn't like, uh, he didn't have uh, a debilitating version of like schizophrenia that he wasn't being treated for. Um, he very much existed for the most part in the real world. Like he was aware of his surroundings. He held a regular job and did well at it um, at the Acme Shear Company. Um, but something was there possibly making him see these things or experiencing experience these things, right? Or it could just been a gas leak. Or, uh, okay, okay, Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, every time I'm on Reddit, and I'm, this is why I'm starting to lose faith in Reddit, is because every time I'm on Reddit and there's something somebody says, something weird's happening to them, the first comment in the top comment, because everybody on Reddit's a bunch of assholes, is, oh, did you check your carbon monoxide levels? <laughs> just because that one story. God, I just want to take, if Reddit was a person, right? Yeah, I would. 
And then when you go and ask Reddit and it asks for specific people to answer questions and they're like, oh, well, not that, but here's my take. I was like, I didn't ask for your fucking take on it. We asked their actual <laughs> take on it. That's every single ask Reddit thread. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Let's, it's hot in here, dude. I'm starting to get frustrated. Yeah. Hey. Well, try to think of a, of a subreddit that you do enjoy, like uh, throat pies or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's better. <laughs> oh, oh, buddy. Or dragons fucking cars. It's a good one. But then there's also cars fucking dragons. So which one do you like better? Uh, yeah, I'm pulling them both up. Okay. Uh, I mean, is that Sonic Chew? I don't know, man, but... I hope it is. <laughs> Whatever you're looking at, I hope Sonichu's in the picture. Dragon Sonichu flooding Chris Chan's Toyota Prius with <laughs> none from behind. <laughs> wow. Chris Chan. Top, po- <laughs> top post of the week. And now there's Cars fucking drag. Ah. This is odd and very much on the nose. Yeah, so you're welcome. There are good aspects of Reddit. Just most of the surface level shit makes me angry, okay? Yeah, a lot of it's pretty bad. Okay. Um, Also, something else I wanted to point out about Bender and the fact that he wasn't terribly psychotic was the fact that he he had the wits and ability to create a highly successful UFO research group. Which was really the first of its kind. And that takes a lot of effort to do something like that, especially at the time. Yeah, he was a pioneer. He was, absolutely. We would not have MUFON if he hadn't done what he did. True. So, not only that, but he also was able to publish and put out a regular successful periodical that went along with the UFO research group. So this dude Uh was putting his nose to the grindstone and wasn't just like completely living in la-la land, okay? But uh, now recall some of the stories we talked about surrounding the men in black and Bender. Oftentimes during and or around their visits to him, Bender would suffer from migraines, vertigo-like symptoms, nausea, and uh, smelled a pungent sulfur odor, right? Like those were some of the things that he experienced. So what do these symptoms have to do with hallucinations and the men in black? Well, one condition that lines up fairly perfectly with Bender's symptoms is epilepsy. Ah, okay. I can see that. Now, when one talks about epilepsy, they imagine people shaking uncontrollably and going unconscious, foaming at the mouth, that sort of thing, right? Kind of like, you know, kind of like that out there. Yes. However, uh, now I'm not a doctor, but there are 40 plus forms of epilepsy with many having varying degrees of severity and effects and post-event symptoms. Mm Mm-hmm. One of these types of epilepsy is called single partial seizures, a.k.a. Jacksonian epilepsy. Now, this particular brand of epilepsy results in the person experiencing mild to moderate hallucinations, fear and confusion, lightheadedness, lightheaded, lightheadedness. <laughs> to be fair, it's like 30 degrees hotter where you're at, so... Yeah. Oh, man, I feel like I just had a seizure. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) One step at a time. But see, I could see this, though. Like, well, okay, well, let's go through the full uh, diagnosis. Right. So fear and confusion, lightheadedness slash vertigo like feelings and olfactory hallucinations. 
basically he smelled shit that wasn't there. And that's also a symptom of this type of epilepsy. Yeah. I was also going to say, isn't that possibly a symptom of like a heart attack or like a stroke? When it comes to uh, heart attacks, the only thing that you smell that's not there is burnt toast. Okay. So that's a big deal. And the problem is um, if it, if the thing you're smelling actually is actual burnt toast, Burnt, fucking burnt, hell, dude. burnt toast. I like burnt toast. <laughs> God damn it. Nah, just the bit's not going to work. I was going to say, unless you actually burn toast, it's probably not a heart attack. But whatever. Let's just laugh at my speech impediment. <laughs> dude, we're both fucked today. We can't. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> like le- half of my like sinus is just completely blocked right now. So just, I don't think I'm getting enough oxygen. I think that's why I'm starting to get loopy. Hey, man. Welcome to the club. We can just be loopy together. Yeah, it works for me. So not only that, but about 15% of epileptics report having severe migraines, which is, again, something he suffered from around the time of these men in black visits. So that is one example of something psychological that could explain uh, psycho. Or no, not, uh, let me redo that. I read wrong. Yeah. So that is one example of something physiological that could explain what he experienced. However, we, we should consider also the environment he was in for a lot of this time. Most notably, that dingy-ass attic in his stepfather's house uh, and his general social isolation, okay? Now, surely, the fact that he was living in a little attic and studying weird shit would make sense, right? Um, We are told that this type of isolation is not good for our mental health. I can attest to that 100%. I spend a lot of my time in my basement studying this type of shit, and my mental health has been on a sharp decline okay <laughs> well no also too he turned his this this is the same guy he turned his room into like a literal horror maze right yep yeah not too much better and i'm sure as everybody knows from corona too much time without any human interaction uh, things get a little weird exactly that's a good way to put it right because a lot of people just went through this type of isolation for the most part so imagine yeah. that feeling you guys had during quarantine but it was in a little ass attic and you just kept reading about the occult and turning your your only living space into like a fucking horror dungeon. Yeah, that's uh, that'll that'll have some effects. Absolutely. Um, and then on top of all that, add in un- possible underlying medical conditions. Yeah, so bit of a bit of a mixture of things that could have contributed. Yeah. And then we come to the fact that he did not have a girlfriend or wife in his 30s. Now, I'm not saying that it's bad or weird, gentlemen, okay? I don't care how old you are. There's somebody out there for you. But given everything else going on, now this is a little like, this is a little Freudian. This is, uh, Freud is like, mm, yes. Um, <laughs> given everything else going on in his life that we just mentioned, that suppressed sexual energy and lack of romantic affection is just kind of like the icing on top, okay? He's not fucking getting any. He's not kissing anybody. He's not holding hands with some lady and taking her to the theater, right? Um, Mm. He's pretty much just whacking off to probably what was early tentacle porn, like uh, like Lovecraftian (laughs) tentacle porn. I could see it, just or just whatever weird drawings he made on his own. Yeah. Now, this is – I'm sorry. Did you want to say something? I was just going to say, like, yeah, I mean, especially, like, I don't know if it's the same for women because I'm not one of them, but, like... What? I know, right? What a shock. But, um, 
I mean, and I've seen it before where it's like, have you ever met somebody who's a virgin in their thirties? I mean, I'm sure they, they probably aren't going to tell you, but I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if I've met, um, I don't, I don't tend to associate with virgins. (laughs) No betas in this fucking, (laughs) no betas in this wolf pack, baby. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I mean, I mean, we're all familiar with the incel movement, right? Which is the involuntary celibacy, bunch of dudes who think it's not their fault that they're not getting laid. It's society's fault. Well, we do live in a society. (laughs) Yeah. But there's also, you know, you could take a goddamn shower, take care of yourself and (laughs) get a career, but there's that too. (laughs) Yeah. The career part, I know I'm one to talk, but like, you know, for everything else, like, come on. No, come on. Yeah, guys, come on. Don't be incels. All right. There's no point. I mean, it's not the, this is the best argument. And I think you and I have talked about this off microphone tasker. This is Mm. the best argument against incels. If, if ladies, fine young ladies, if they keep rejecting you, it's, there's a common denominator. That's not them. Yeah. There's something you should probably fix or something you should see a different angle on. And there's like, but that's kind of like, besides the point of what I'm going here, what I'm trying to say is that like, in a weird way, societally, there is a big importance placed on men and losing their virginity. And I mean, I know it's the same thing with women. Like there is like a sort of like you prude or whatever, because, and that standard is completely unreasonable in a completely different other way. But as like a guy, it's like your kind of entire sense of self is based on like how much you've achieved. Like we're a very achievement based deal. And that's also why fucking suicide rate for men is super fucking high. Because uh, I think a comedian put it this way, that our um, worth as a man is only equivalent to the worth of what we've achieved or what we have to offer. So if we haven't achieved or we feel like we have nothing to offer, it's not just a I'm not getting laid deal. It's now turned into I like have nothing to like contribute at all. And not on, and on top of that, I don't even have anybody to talk to about it because blah, blah. It's, it's like I'm saying, it's not the fact that not having sex is the direct result of that. I just think it's a major instigator to that frame of thought that turns into like this big mental spiral that is, you know, and that's why the, the idea of being an incel is such a uh, appealing thing to these people because being an incel means I get to blame everybody else. It's not my fault. I'm just the victim here. I, this is a bad circumstance. When really, like, a lot of it, too, is just, you know, tackling problems that, like, fuck, I still have to do that every now and again. Like, I, there's some days where I'm like, there's some bullshit I just never fucking dealt with. And you don't know until it comes up because why the fuck we want to deal with hard shit, you know? Uh, unless, and the only reason people bring it up is a coping mechanism so they don't have to deal with it even more. So... Yeah, I think he might be an incel, and that's why he saw Men in Black. <laughs> Jeez, man. Wow. So your your theory is that he was the first incel. And just I don't think the first, it. but prolific. I think he was a prolific incel, but the term was not there, but more or less was the same idea. Interesting. Interesting. So he was so blue balled. <laughs> but here's the interesting put- thing, though, about him, though, is I think, yes, I think you're right. I think that his lack of, of relationship, not even sex, but a lack of affection relationship right. is a big problem for him. Well, a lack of feeling wanted and a lack of feeling appreciated. Because, yeah, I think you make a very good point. Is It's not just the sex thing. 
it's the lack of companionship thing. And that coupled with the stigma and stuff like that, like it's a, it's a, it can, it can lead to bad things depending on how unstable the person is. I agree. So we used Albert Bender as a, as an example of how this could possibly just have been hallucinations, right? Right. Some of it makes sense. I think, I think especially the Jacksonian epilepsy theory makes sense, but we don't have confirmation because we don't know a whole lot about him that if he had it or not, right? He might've not even known. Um, he would probably just like, I don't know, man. I don't know how epilepsy works anyway. So, um, <laughs> so we're going with a, a hard, uh, probably not on this. Huh? I'm going to go with a hard, probably not maybe in his case, but at the same time, it doesn't explain all of it, right? He doesn't explain all of the men in black encounters we've ever seen. So right. I'm going to go with a yeah. hard, maybe. Yeah, I would I would say this is a very like distinct like um very um very unique to this case. So therefore, and the fact that the other people are experiencing stuff really similarly, yeah, I don't I don't think it holds a whole lot of weight. Same. I'm glad we're on the same page for this one. Okay, good. Mm. Now, the next theory in the book and admittedly my least favorite, um as it is the least interesting, is the idea that these men in black encounters are just hoaxes. Okay, so to get into this, let's talk about Gray Barker again, right? Albert Bender's buddy. Um, in the first episode, I mentioned that Barker, he was a gifted storyteller and a, and a creative writer, right? Yeah. Much of what we know about Bender's encounters comes from Barker and his writings. That's something that we need to point out. And because of these two factors, people believe that the alleged written hoax of the Men in Black created a legend that continues to this day, perhaps shaping people's perception throughout time as far as their Men in Black sightings go. Now, if Barker was in fact a total dick and he made all this up, or at least most of it, then sure, I would believe that. But here's a quote from Alan Greenfield, somebody who knows Barker. Um, on Barker, when asked if the things he had written were fake. Okay, and keep in mind that Greenfield is not the only person to feel this way about Barker in the ufology community. Quote, Barker was a part of the phenomenon. That's what a lot of people miss when they ask, was he a hoaxer? Yes, he was a hoaxer at times. Was he a fraud? No, absolutely not. He was not a fraud. He was a teller of folk tales but which can also be very truthful. And to know Gray was to know the phenomenon. He told about realities, but he told them as stories. That was the culture he lived in. Asking whether Gray Barker was a truthful, honest person is like asking if Homer was a historian. It's a non-question. It's completely misunderstanding what one is dealing with. Gray was as much a part of the phenomenon as Kenneth Arnold's flying saucers. It was not reportage he was telling the story not attempting to come up with a pseudo scientific explanation and he could slip over into parable and metaphor which was more about truth than a simple recitation of facts would ever be all of that is the art of interpreting gray barker what do you get from that quote um using a lot of flowery words to did not answer anything. Um, it's it's because still sources trust me, bro. 
But these are people that know Gray Barker. You know what I mean? These are people that know the way he operates and the way that he tells his stories. So what? basically, yes, Barker has a way with stories and words. Okay? Yeah. Um, but it was his way of making an interesting story while simultaneously telling the truth. That is what – that's what Greenfield is saying in this quote. He's saying that – I mean – He's basically saying that he's spicing up the truth. Yeah, he dressed it up a bit to make give it a little bit more of a hook because, you know, people will pay attention more. Exactly. And I'm glad you said that. All right. Take this podcast into consideration. If week after week, Tasker and I came out here and told you the things that we told you in a dry, monotone, bullet-listed fashion, would any of you guys come back and listen? Right, I wouldn't even fucking listen to that, even if the information was good. <laughs> yeah, and I I have listened to some shows where it's like it is just like cold hard facts, and some people are into that. You know, if you're trying to go to bed, but, <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, that's a good point. Of like, you know, and we we try to tell it, but I feel like yeah, you supplement it a little bit, you add a little, or you inject some of your own bullshit into it to make it sound a little bit more, you know. Uh, what's the word? What's the word? It's got more of a hook to it. Yeah, exactly. Now you, you, we take the content on this podcast. We add a little spice to it, throw in some morally questionable accents and some dick jokes, right? You got a fucking podcast. That's something that you come back and listen to. And just because we add those things, it doesn't make the information any less true. Yeah, but the only difference is, is we're telling other people's stories. We're not necessarily telling our stories. Though I don't know. You don't know. We could be making our fucking day to day up that we seem to go go over all the time. Yeah, if they couldn't crawl, if they didn't have the internet, they would have to take our word for it that we were not making anything up. Basically, true. Yeah, and some people. I mean, maybe if it wasn't for the internet, we'd be a lot more popular because <laughs> people would think we are these crazy, these fucking psychopaths coming up with all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Well, in my opinion, guys, the same can be said about people like Ray Barker, who report the facts, but in a way that doesn't make you want to fucking hang yourself out of boredom. Got it. That, okay, so that's my take, and that's some of the book's information on written hoaxes, okay, the stories that we've heard. Um, then we have the more physical idea of hoaxes, which is really quite simple. I don't have to go into a lot of detail here. It's basically people dressing up as the men in black and harassing or trolling a bunch of UFO nerds and journalists, right? Uh, we, we call it trolling. We do a little trolling. You know what I mean? <laughs> I Like I said previous, the one, the, the men in black in training, I think for sure. I, I don't believe he was real at all. I think the, the rhetoric and I think his whole look, I think it was just a fucking nerd. Yes, and I'm glad that you brought that up because that's the one case that I think we talked about that I can attribute to a hoax. Yeah, no, I, I definitely full full tilt, no like argument necessary. Like, I think I was just a dude. I wanted to pull his turtleneck up over his face and give him a donkey punch so bad <laughs> just by looking at his photo. Just pull a shirt up and slap his belly. <laughs> like a piggy. Just smack yeah. it, dude. <laughs> Steal his hat and shit. <laughs> Okay, but sure. Now, I, now also with the physical hoaxes, it can happen, right? It's not far out of the realm of possibility that people can dress up and troll people, right? Um, yeah. Like we said, some of the tamer cases might be explained by this, like that picture from 1969. Yeah, maybe that was probably a troll. It was probably some dude dressed up. 
However, I do have two gripes with the general idea of this theory if we're considering all cases, okay? Now, the first is that most of these encounters include something unexplained, appearing and disappearing seemingly out of the ether, uh, very strange physical appearances and inhuman mannerisms, uh, paranormal poltergeist activity, all that spooky shit. Right. The last time I checked... And I check often to make sure I can't do any of this cool shit. Humans are incapable of the acts. Okay. <laughs> you just stand in your room with your like arms up, just like trying to make shit move. <sighs> maybe tomorrow. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'll check in a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the isolation, it gets to you. <laughs> now, sure. They can use makeup. And they can use their fucking awesome improv skills to seem inhuman. But then that leads me to my second gripe. The motive. Like, why? Like, why would these people dress up this way to go out of their way to harass people? Assuming, of course, that they're not a part of any defense agency. Let's say right now, for the sake of the theory, think civilian hoaxes. Um, in my opinion... I can't think of a logical reason that one civilian would do this to another. Um, I mean, because I'm thinking logically, right? Like, uh, sure, you can attribute it to trolling. Just being like, hey, let's go fuck with that guy. Sure. But then, like, a bunch of it all over the world happening? I don't know. Um, Yeah. And that they all have the exact same idea. That's a little far-fetched. And it's like, also, too, that's a lot of work to put in for just some, just a little trolling, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of work, man. It's probably expensive, too. Got to buy suits. You got to get, like, an old black 40s car and all kinds of stuff. And um, the only thing I can think of uh, is uh, maybe they're from a rival UFO research group or something, and they're trying to start a turf war like it's, like, West Side Story, right? <laughs> Yeah, or they just want to be famous and talked about. It could be that. True, true. Um, but uh, to me, this doesn't cut it. This theory doesn't cut it for me, um, as most of the cases don't involve people within a UFO research group. Uh, the ones, I, Some of the ones I've talked about do, but that's specific groups, right? Most of the time, it's independent researchers. So yeah. I don't know, man. This one doesn't hold up for me. But here's my final thought on the hoaxes, both physical and written. They can explain some cases, maybe a few, but not all of them. And that's my final verdict. Yeah. Well, I'll have to see what the other uh, plausibilities are because right now I'm still kind of like, mm, I don't know. All right. Well, uh, good transition because we're going to start getting into some good shit. Okay. <laughs> Let's now discuss the theory that the men in black can be explained as being tulpas. Mm-hmm. What? Tulpas. Did you make that up? I, I did not make. It's actually a very old uh, Tibetan thing. Mm. So some of our more occult slash paranormal savvy listeners might already know what these are. Uh, and some of you out there might have your own tulpa, to which I say, dumb move. Keep, stay safe, <laughs> all right? <laughs> really? For those who don't know what a tulpa is, prepare your buttholes, okay? In short, a tulpa is a sentient being created through the power of thought. Okay, this is something 
that we can do an episode on in the future as like a DIY thing because uh, it is qu- quite an interesting topic. Um, but basically, it boils down to you thinking about and believing in something or some someone, right, or like a being um, so goddamn hard that your consciousness makes it real. What, so just fosters home for imaginary friends? Yes, without the schizophrenia. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, that sounds cool, but um, I don't know. I guess you have to think pretty damn hard, huh? Oh, yeah. Like, this is something you got to want, and there are ways to do it. There are practices that you have to adopt in order to create one, and something we can get into in the future. Now, at first, it will be tethered to you and your consciousness, keeping it in control, okay? Um, but if you keep believing in it, and you don't know what you're doing, which most of the time, yes, that's how it happens. Uh, and you keep feeding it your consciousness and your emotions. Your tulpa will eventually become untethered from you. Ugh. And as it becomes more untethered, not only does it become more of a physical being, but more often not, more often than not, they become more malicious in nature and roam the world. They can now they can leave you and they can go off on their own. And they're like, they're like a couple assholes. Like they just become assholes. Basically that you created, uh, like you created something and just sent it off into the world basically to like ruin other people's days. Interesting. Could they like kill you there? That's a good question. That's something that I want to get into in the future, but technically yes. Okay. But it sounds like it's not a super common thing, which I guess does kind of make sense with uh, um, the men in black because, like you said before, they're very limited in their like ability to do things, and they're awkward and weird, as if you know they are almost like where they were just made like a year ago. Right. Thank you for pointing that out. That is one of the points I, I wanted to mention. They were basically made not that long ago, um, in in some cases, and. Yes, they act weird. They're not sure what it means to be in a human body uh, or to have something that resembles a human body as best that they could do. Um, now, imagine this, okay? You're a dude named Albert Bender, right? And you have some issues, as we know now. And you're super into UFOs and think you might be getting too close to something big. And since you're a bit mentally unstable and perhaps a little paranoid, you imagine what kind of things or people might come after you to stop your work. Now, as you become more paranoid, you think more about these men in all black clothing looking like G-men, right? Because at the time, in the 50s, that's kind of what you pictured as G-men. Right. And as you think more about them and become more afraid of them as if they were real, they begin to become real to you at first. And the sightings of the men in black begin and harass Albert. And this affirmation, finally being harassed by the thing he was afraid of the most, which has become real, makes him believe they are real. Okay. And then what happens when you are when you keep believing in tulpas and continue to feed them human consciousness and emotion, right? They become untethered from their creator, in this case, Bender. And once they're untethered, they can walk the earth and continue their. They're being basically by feeding off human emotions, particularly fear. What do you think so far about the Tulpa situation? And, and if we're if we're looking again at, at Bender's story as an example, I mean it makes sense. It's his own like paranoia of what might be coming after him manifesting, 
And if if we're under the impression that these things can untether themselves and just go anywhere, who's to say it's not the same ones every time? God damn it. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Could be only two men in black. That's it. There could be only two. Uh, but there are stories about there being three. And remember, there's also stories about there being some Asian men in black, right? So there's like different, there's, there's variability, but I like where you're going with it. Cause that's what I was going to talk about next. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very astute observation, my dude. Uh, unfortunately. Yes. You're getting a lot better at this, by the way. <laughs> oh, you don't like it. Then a question might come up at this point. Why just people investigating UFOs and the paranormal? Why are the Tulpas only targeting them? And to answer this, I want you to consider their origins, if we're looking at it from the this theory perspective. They were created by a man who was only into this shit, right? It's all he really ever thought about, for the most part, except for when he masturbated, probably. Well, maybe even then, yeah, I'm not sure. Probably a little bit, at least. <laughs> so since he created them, a part of his consciousness is within them. Okay, and not only that, but they saw how... Um, they created fear in him and Albert surely connected their harassment with his UFO research. So they knew that people who study this stuff are scared of the unknown and those trying to silence them. And that is why they target the ufology and paranormal communities for that fear, right? They feed off of consciousness and emotion with mostly fear. Then as these men in black tulpas begin to visit more people, right? It kind of spreads like a fucking disease. Um, Those people in turn begin to believe in the men in black, creating their own tulpas of the men in black and so on and so forth. Mm. Now this would explain the old timey clothing and the cars of the men in black, right? They were, and if the, if the, these men in black tulpas, the origin of them was, let's say Albert Bender in this situation, hypothetically, they were created at a time in which these types of clothing and, and vehicle models were common. See, okay. I like this theory the most because I like the narrative of the men in black are just the result of paranoia. It is there. It is the clear result. It is literally, that's why they're after like their research and stuff like that is they just exist because they're paranoid. And that's where that comes from. And I like that in a weird way, wanting so bad for the paranormal to be real, but also fearing it is what created the paranormal. I agree. I love this theory. I fucking love Tulpas in general as an idea. And I think that it fits very well into the men in black uh, phenomenon. Yeah. It's just a, it's one giant. Congratulations. You played yourself. You you just played yourself. Guess what? It is real bitch. <laughs> yep. Too bad. And now you're all just distracted and shit. And when you could be researching, but, um, whoopsies, <laughs> oopsie Daisy. <laughs> uh, that's a cool theory. It's a fun one. And like I said, in the future, we'll definitely do an episode on Tulpas. Um, and, uh, we'll teach you guys how to make your own. Ooh, sounds fun and dangerous. Very dangerous. <laughs> Now, the next theory on the list is that the MIB are simply, and I'm sure people saw this coming, government agents of some kind, right? Um, Mm. Now, this will be a quick one because we did discuss it when we talked about the CIA panel at a a couple different times um, and the mysterious timing of that. Now, some cases throughout the years have been 100% confirmed to be just visits from government agencies, okay? There are some cases out there that are just for sure uh, feds. Okay. Yep. 
Now, for example, Brad Steger, the guy we talked about uh, before, mentions that in the early days of UFO sightings and such, men from the military or government would, in fact, come around to the witnesses asking questions and the like, maybe in a threatening manner, perhaps, and kind of seem like men in black. Yeah. Now, I don't doubt this. I'm say, I have already admitted that I believe some of the cases have already been covered and have been confirmed to be the feds. Um, it could be the FBI, it could be the CIA, it could be gov- uh, military officials, right? All that stuff. But again, yeah. I have to point it out. It's very hard to explain some of the things that most men in black witnesses claim. The, the paranormal well, I stuff. Think a, well, I think a lot of the men in black stuff, it's just like, yeah, it could be feds, but also it's just, they're so real. They're so unprofessional. Whereas I think feds, that's kind of a big deal is like, they like the mystery. They want that control. They don't want to look like they're unhinged. They're not going to walk around pretending they're robots or something like that. And even if they did, like, it feels like more of a blunder than anything. Like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they're a little better than that. Yeah. It it doesn't explain the paranormal. It doesn't explain their weird mannerisms and their strange, like, uncanny valley appearances right um so again again for this theory i will be going full pentagon and and just say inconclusive right because (laughs) because it explains a few cases but definitely does not explain all the cases yeah i would say that yeah there there are some points where it could be like i think with the more like aggressive ones or the ones that were a little bit more like crafty that's where I'm like, okay, that could that could very much be Pentagon and just like trying something new. Also, it could be with the whole like the act and all that and fucking with people. Like, I mean, maybe it was something they just tried out and it was just or just I don't know, just some weird guys doing weird shit. And it was just some kind of accident. I mean, I know a lot of unexplained stuff tends to be because some um, so unbelievably like lucky chain of events led to this certain perception. And that's why no one's figured out because there's no fucking way it could happen because the chances of things lining up that well are so little, but that doesn't mean little chance doesn't mean impossible. So there's that too. But like you said, I'm kind of with you and I think it's explained some of them, but not all of them. Exactly. So inconclusive, we'll admit to a few, but not all. Yep. I'm down for that. Okay, boys, girls, here's a juicy one. In my opinion, all right, this theory is is one of my favorites. Now, what if the men in black are time travelers? Now, it sounds kind of crazy. I know whenever you hear the word time travel, you think of Back to the Future. I'm like, look, my name is not Marty McFly. I'm here to tell you the truth, okay? Right. And by time travelers, I mean, uh, I have to specify, humans from our future, Okay. So people are seeing things that they cannot explain in the sky and perhaps being uh, beings, right, which are coming from said things in the sky, the UFOs. Now, a theory about what we would call aliens or at least some species of them is that they are humans from the future. This is a theory that's been around for a very long time. Okay. Interesting. Like, it's like our, de- our next stage in evolution. Precisely. Some people think that greys are humans from the future. Um, and one of the reasons that they come they come back in time here and uh, do all these weird, uh, you know, uh, you know, where they milk probing. you and they put your things in your butt, you know, <laughs> is because they're trying to get semen, 
because they can't procreate anymore. Ah, uh, because it evolved off of them. Right. And so they're trying to figure out ways to do it in the lab with somebody that has their genetics in some in some way or another. Yeah, was there a big like apocalyptic event where like male wieners were just falling off and everyone just a panic? Yeah, it's when uh, it's when people start eating too much gluten, right? That's what South Park told me at least. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, brettle, it's it's not great for you. It is not. I've been eating. A, I, <laughs> I fell off my carnivore diet hard. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Fourth of July is coming up, so if anything, you're just gonna be ready for it. I'm actually trying to bulk. I'm bulking right now. Ow, my shoulder. Ah. I'm trying to bulk. Oh. Nice. I mean, yeah, the results are all good. Nick is flexing very hard right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, cool. yeah. Anyway. I might have nutted a little. <laughs> so let's assume right now that most people being abducted by aliens are being abducted by actually us from the future that look like aliens yeah. or something. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, they, they're probably experimenting on us to get cum and eggs and stuff so that they can, because they're having reproductive issues. Let's say that's a theory. Now, the point is that some of these future selves of ours are not very, uh, let's say, sly, right? They're not very, they're very conspicuous. And people see or remember things that they shouldn't during these abductions and experiments. And that is where the men in black come in. Now, according to this theory, the men in black are also future humans, but their sole duty is to come back in time and threaten people to forget about certain events or to stop researching certain events because they're getting too close to the truth. And by certain events, I mean their species or us in the future coming back and taking our, our semen and stuff. Um, some people remember, right? And we, those are what we, who we call alien abductees. And the men in black come in, back in time to kind of clean up the mess that they made. Well, that explains why they uh, don't want to, like, you know, actually harm you because they don't want to blow the whole operation. Like, they need this, this, the cement and the eggs in order to continue onward. So, if they just cause a huge ass panic, like, that doesn't help. So, it's better just make everyone think that the the perpetrator's crazy. Exactly. Keep it nice and quiet. Keep it quick. A little visits to your house at night. Some phone calls. Some harassing phone calls. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing major. Which also, too, I got to add on. Um, some might say, well, like, oh, the Greys wouldn't make, like, that big of a mistake. Well, if we're under the implication that they're future humans, they're going to fuck up left and right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, it doesn't matter how far in time and how far we advance with our our our, our mental abilities and our physical abilities. We're only human, and we will still yeah. only be human. And also remember, these are humans that have lost the ability to, to, to fuck. So, like we were talking about the insult thing earlier, everyone's going to be a little, little off, a little on edge, right? Because the last time oh, I yeah. checked, greys are just Ken dolls, man. They have nothing. They got no wieners. They got no balls, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. So there's no sex. Everybody's an incel. Everybody is an incel. <laughs> <laughs> that explains why everyone's fucking weird and like milking people left and right. But then they have a they have an actual involuntary excuse though, because none of them have genitals. Yep. Now there's actually a reason. That's so an then excuse. They're like, now what? That, you mm-hmm. know, it's not because uh, girls are mean, everybody. It's because they don't have <laughs> fucking balls. All right. So they, they actually have a good reason to be an insult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, the main reason behind the MIB's harassment in this scenario is that they do not want to alter the course of time, of course, 
Uh, Naturally. And they don't want our future selves presence widely known to them. So they make people shut the fuck up about it. Like Tasker said, they have a mission. Um, they fucked up the mission because they were caught or have been seen doing this stuff or they didn't do the memory replacements. Right. Um, and then the men in black have to come and be like, Hey, shut the fuck up. All right. Yeah. And so it was just us from the future. Yeah, oh, totally. And it makes sense because somebody might say, well, don't the aliens just come back and do the mind wipe? Well, we don't know. A, we don't know what damage has already been done. And B, now they have to fucking use all the, because I mean, if these are people too, time is money, man. And we don't want to have to spend all this time to have to like re-abduct and find what is it. No, just fucking throw a couple of guys in suits and mess with them and problem solved. Because it, it worked. Yeah, exactly. A man named, hmm. real quick, a man named Joshua P. Warren, a notable investigative researcher and author on such subjects, has this to say about this theory. Quote, I have thought for a long time about what I call the paratemporal loop hypothesis. At first glance, it may not seem all that original, as it deals with the complexities that derive from potential time travel. The hypothesis is based upon one particular testable element, and that is, if ever, in all of the infinite future, any advanced species, including ourselves, discovers how to travel back in time. Will they do it? Unquote. Um, mm. Then he goes on to note that, yes, if we in the future discovered how to go back in time, and if we had a reason to do so, like get semen and eggs for our own continual continuation as a species, we will definitely go back in time and utilize that technology. 100%. Even if that wasn't the case, people would still do it. Because it's fun. Yeah. I'm cool. sure it's awesome. I'm sure it's fun to go back in time. Now, this theory also can explain the manner of dress, right? The old timey looking suits and such. Now, here's one more quote from Warren. Quote, going back to my original point, why do the men in black dress like this? Why do we call them the men in black? Well, if a man puts on a black suit with a black hat and walks down the street in 1910, and you see that man, you'd probably notice him. But would you think there was anything too extraordinary or out of place about him? No, you probably would not. And if you saw a man walking down the street in 2010 wearing a man or a I'm wearing a man nice. <laughs> back to Czechoslovakia, <laughs> yeah, uh, wearing a black suit and black hat, would you notice him? Probably yes. But would you think there was necessarily anything too extraordinary? No, unquote. Now, basically what he's saying here is that the attire was chosen on purpose because it's easy to fit in to almost any modern era in a black hat or a black suit, basically. Like, yeah, you'll stand out a little bit more like we talked about in the first episode, like nowadays, but it's still right. not the weirdest thing you could see. Yeah, I think the weird part is the whole shaved eyebrows thing, but I guess you can only do so much, I guess. They fucked that up. Right, they fuck all the infinite technology they have in the future, and they fucked it up. They can't get they can't get a good looking set of fake eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think though, like I don't know, the whole lack of sexual intercourse might have something to do with that. But like, I, I'd imagine they'd be better than that. I mean, fuck, you can see all the makeup channels on YouTube. Yeah, so that's that is a that is an interesting point. That is a pretty big hole in this because unless it doesn't make it through the time travel procedure. Hmm. But then they could just, you know, figure it out as they go, or I don't know. That's mm. it's, it's like they didn't even put any effort into the eyebrows. Like they didn't think it was gonna be a big deal. You know, like they're just like, yeah, they won't notice. 
I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I guess the only plausible thing is that they're just that cocky, but like, I don't know. Okay, well, here's what I wanted to, I wanted to close out this theory, but do I, I want to say first, do I agree with it? Uh, I think it fits okay. Like it's, it's kind of okie dokie, but I don't know. Like, it's like, I like the Tulpa idea, but this one is like, um, I, it makes sense in some aspects to me. Yeah, it's like it does, but it also, I think, has a lot more holes than a lot of the other ones. Definitely. Yeah, the Topol one so far, in my opinion, makes sense. Yeah, and I think in terms of narrative, I think that's my favorite one. Now, we're, we're almost there. Let's discuss the second to last theory, right? The idea that the men in black are spiritual in nature, more specifically, they're demons. Now, this theory takes into consideration that the UFO and extraterrestrial phenomenon as a whole is demonic in nature. Now, I should say that this is not a new theory, right? Some theologians, some uh, and some religious or spiritual folks, some UFO researchers who believe that aliens exist have long insisted that they are demonic. There has always been that group of people. Ray Bochy, a priest, has actually studied the men in black phenomenon. Um, he also studied old works from other demon and religious researchers and has made some interesting connections between demons and the men in black encounters. For example, in a 1584 book called The Discovery of Witchcraft by Reginald Scott, uh, it says that the devil is unnerving to look at, ugly, and okay, has black skin. It's a bit racist. Yeah, well, 1500s, I mean, that's, I guess, to be expected. Then, in it, but in a 1902 book called Devils by Charles Well, he cited the 11th century Greek manuscript in which the devil appears as a human of sorts, like trying to be a human, basically, and again, black. Now, here's the thing. When I, now, I know that they're saying that the, skin, that they, the, per, the people or the demon is black. Yeah. I think that they're referring to either the fact that they're wearing something black or their skin really is black, which is not racist, by the way, like, like a charcoal, like an actual brimstone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like 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 black, black. Yeah. Yeah. Not like the ethnicity, but like, it's a straight up, like, you know, you've seen things where it's like a black demon. Like, you know, it's just, it's like a, a, a shadow with like, you know, big glowing red eyes and shit like kind of like a shadowy demony looking thing almost like you could think of more of like a uh, like a dark gray if you want to be more like you know specific i guess yeah so that's what i'm trying to say is yeah they just kind of put it bluntly like that but it's an actual black color okay and yeah. mm, before i continue i want to say that i think that's interesting to point out because as we know the men in black are unnerving to look at for the most part, they don't really look human. They have that uncanny valley aspect to them and they were all black. Now they're trying to fit in with humans. What do they wear? They wear something that we might wear suits, I guess, but they make it black because they are literally black. Uh, So it's like a little, a little nod in the right direction. Yeah. It's like, it's like if they had to hide their skin, but they can't really, they can just transform it. They wear black Uh, and i'm sure that's just like easier for like the process and all that yeah in this book it also says that the devil takes the form of humans 
but they must also have some kind of defect, something obvious. That's one of the conditions of taking a human form. Now, this can explain their strange appearance, and it can also explain the strange way that they walk and move about like they aren't used to being in a human body. There's a trade-off. Yes. And it seems like, even though it's like, yeah, it'll be obvious, like, I mean, as we know, it, it worked. So that's why they keep doing it. And they keep wearing the same thing that they've been wearing because they've noticed it kind of gets away with most time periods. Hmm. That makes sense. Also, remember the Men in Black case where the Men in Black in question took a fake last name Applegate. Do you remember that one? It was like he was like mm. pretending to be like a lieutenant in, in a police department. Yeah, that's right. And we made the kind of the uh, serpent uh, Garden of Eden reference or whatever. It was. Yeah. And the. Uh, and then again, Applegate has uh, been a reference to the devil in past literature, right? So there's another aspect of demonology connecting to the men in black. Mm. And of course, the final thing here for this theory to back it up is the ghostly paranormal activity experienced in some men in black encounters, right? The poltergeist activity. Um, the fact the fact that demon that they are demons might explain this as well. Right. Um, now if they are in fact demonic, why are they harassing UFO nerds? That's the ultimate question. Yeah. It just seems like a waste of time or more of just for like funsies. And why would they put themselves out there and like go through all this bullshit just to fuck with people who by all means aren't even on the right track. Yeah. Exactly. They're like completely on the opposite spectrum of the things they should be looking at. Right. But if we go with the theory that all alien, um, you know, phenomenon is demonic, then it makes a little bit more sense, right? Maybe, maybe these men in black demons are kind of cleaning up the mess that less careful demons have made by exposing their existence to us. Um, it, it's, it's a, a reach. That's a reach for me though, because yeah. You know, like I can't picture a demon flying around in a flying saucer. So I, I personally don't believe at least that most, if not I, like all of aliens are demons. I don't personally believe that. Yeah. Cause I mean, I guess it's like, oh, they're being like extra careful. And even though they're on the wrong track, it's like, you know, you don't want to risk it for the biscuit. I guess that's kind of my, that's, I guess that's my take. I guess dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I will admit some of it kind of adds up as far as the men in black go. But then when we start trying to think about the reasoning behind why the demons would be doing this to UFO researchers, it falls apart for me. So I can't go along with it. Yeah, no, that's, that's kind of a big stinker for me too. I'm just like, but why them? Like, I feel like there's better ways to, to use your demon powers. All right, guys, the last theory and the most probable of all theories, in my humble opinion. Um, I should point out that this particular theory is not in the book, and I'm very, dis- I'm very disappointed and appalled at that, that this was not in the book. But, of course, we are referring to the idea that the men in black are just aliens in disguise. Yeah, that, simple. Simple. It's, it, and it wasn't, it wasn't in the fucking book. Yeah, and that's the kind of like, I mean, shit, that's what I was thinking before we even did these this, these episodes. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> now, the reason I say it's most probable is because, in my opinion, it would explain the most of the things that we see in a lot of Men in Black cases, right? 
the strange appearance, pale, no hair, skinny, the weird clothes, um, not really knowing what humans dress like. So they kind of just like pick something that works kind of, but they're all wearing the same shit. Um, the weird cars, the cars that can't be named, like they, they look familiar, but they're not like of any model anyone knows. Um, Mm. the paranormal activity, which would be, of course, extraterrestrial telekinesis and mental abilities. Um, Mm. the bright lights, that's clearly UFOs. Like, I don't know what else to tell people. (laughs) Um, and the general interest in people looking into the UFO and alien phenomena, um, of course, they're going to be targeting them because they don't want their species cover getting blown. So they're fucking with them. Right. Um, and of course, the ability to appear and disappear at will. Uh, they can use def- different mental tricks to do this. This happens in abduction cases. It is a common extraterrestrial trait. Um, in my opinion, this is the theory that makes the most sense and also checks off most of the boxes in most cases. True. I mean, okay, obviously there's that part of me that's like, okay, there was one weird case and then that case got famous because everybody knows what a men in black is even before the movie. And I think it was people just trying to get some like notoriety or people trying to rise up in the UFO community and at the expense of some poor sap. I think there's that too. But if we're going to entertain the idea that it's probably something extra human, um, I think the Topa has the best story, but just that as an idea, I don't think it could, even if it were a deal where of like creating something imaginary that has its own will, I don't even think it could go as so far as to achieve a physical form. It's just not really something I feel like is just possible at all. Um, uh, I mean, I want to say this alien one, like, yeah, it, it does work, but you could say that about literally anything like, um, say like my, my, uh, the, we'll just say in digestion, you know, that's because, uh, could you, you could easily just say, oh, that's just paranormal activity nearby that disrupts the human digestive tract. You could literally say it for, of course, it's the most plausible because it's a catch all aliens are the sort of like thing that is it's moldable. We can change the definition because there's an infinite amount of them, but why is an infinite amount of them visiting earth? What makes us so special? That's a good question. Um, I think personally it's because of the fact that we're intelligent enough to be catching on a little bit to the, to the, the things going on around here and what, what does make us special? What makes us special enough for them to want to visit us? That's a good question. You'd be fucking sick is if it turns out there was like our species was like the key to like this, like ultimate, like universe dominating ability or power, but it's like, it hasn't been unlocked and they're just in the, in the, the process of trying to figure out how to get it out of us. Cause we don't even know kind of what it is. Cause it's just somewhere in our DNA and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. That could be cool. That, that would explain why they're all looking at us. That would, that would, that would be one good reason, man. And that would be another, why maybe they abduct a lot of star seeds, right? Nah, I don't think it's cause I, okay. I think star seeds is made up. I think that's something they planted people on the world to get them thinking about it because I think that's their attempt to get things, you know, jogging in our head to try to, Hey, come on our side. You're a, you're one of, you're an Assyrian. You should, uh, yeah, because they want it more than the other guys. 
that's a moot point. I will I will gloss yeah. over the fact that you said it's fake. Um and 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 accept your opinion. All right. Now that my I've had my awakening tasker, you'll have yours one day. Okay. We'll see. It's one but also too, I can't really discount that whole I mean, it's it's all unreal to anybody who it's real to. Like shit other people go through. It's like a, like a panic attack, for example. If you've never had a panic attack, you don't really know that they can be like anything. Like it's not just like heavy breathing and hyperventilating. Like you could just get really dizzy. You could just be like, it could just be disassociation. Everybody, it's different, but it's not unless you've experienced it. You wouldn't know. I haven't experienced anything close to this shit, probably because I purposefully keep my, what would you call it? Third eye closed to it. Because I, it's scary. I, I, I want to sleep at night. But um, I don't know. Men in Black, maybe. Just because it's scary. Think Okay, if you open up your third eye and you get all the abilities and all the insight and all the knowledge that comes along with that, sure, there's going to be some scary things that come along with it too. But now you have the tools to, to work with it. But that's beside the point. The point is, in my opinion... I, they're aliens. They're here to fuck with the people that are trying to do research and trying to find the truth, like myself. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm surprised I haven't really been visited by the men in black yet, but I'm ready for when they do. So, yeah. Let me put this out there. If there is a way that by devoting all of my time and effort into the investigation and proving of this, of like all this like alien paranormal stuff, can net me a full-time paycheck and earn a 401k, I'll drop everything and be a ufologist tomorrow. So you're doing it for all the wrong reasons, man. Damn fucking right. (laughs) All the wrong reasons, bruh. But hey, that's it for the final part, part three of the Men in Black series. We did it, guys. We got through it and we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, it's our second three-parter ever. And, um... All three, as it usually goes with our three partners, we don't fuck around. Like they're all, every episode has been about two hours plus, huh? It's been thick. It's been a thick time. Oh yeah. Lots of info. Yeah. It's a, it was a fun series. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We're going to move on to, um, a little bit more of a, I don't want to say lighthearted, but a little bit more of an easy, uh, not as intensely researched, fun cryptid episode not gonna say what kind but keep a lookout for it next week uh it's gonna be dope so yeah um, it'll be some funsies yeah something fun before we get back into a serious topic so it was fun uh i enjoyed talking about them and understanding the fact that they're aliens but um yeah thank you for listening yeah of course thank you all so much for being around um yeah and you have to if anybody's standing outside your door i mean you know common procedure unless because you remember, guys, it's really hot outside. Nick knows more than anybody. If you notice them kind of like actually melting a bit, check to see if it has kind of like a milk chocolatey kind of look. It could be Count Chocula out there, you know, up to his usual rounds, but it's hotter than usual. He's not used to it. Yeah. And remember, he's chocolate. And I'm, I don't mean that in a racist way. Like he's literally chocolate. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's kind of his big weak point. So like I said, I mean that, I mean, I might've even almost said too much right there, but if you haven't figured out, that is one of the major exploitations that we're taking care of in our uh, giant report that we're working on. So Count Chocula episode is still in the works. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's proceeding on nicely. We're, we're moving forward with it. Um, so don't worry about that. It's, it's coming. 
But if you're listening on iTunes, if you could hit us with a five-star rate and review, that would be fantastic. If you're listening on Spotify, you could click the follow button for those updates. Uh, we do have a new episode every single Wednesday. Instagram is at CEOTPK. Our YouTube is Close Encounters of the Podcast Kind. You can check out our Twitter at CEOTPK1. Our Facebook, which is Close Encounters of the Podcast Kind, where also you can find all of these links. Uh, you can email us at CEOTPK1 at gmail.com. Uh, join our Discord, discord.gg slash lowercase b, number six, capital C, capital T, number five, capital M, capital X. If you don't want to type that out, just go to our Facebook. The link will be right there in all of our episode posts. Um, if you want to uh, donate any money to us, chaos, uh, fucking hell, coffee, ko-fi.com slash CEOTPK. Um, only if you feel like it, though. It's just kind of our own personal tip jar. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, a, it's like a, hey, Thanks for being such a nice guy, kind of a tip, you know, but it's, we really appreciate the listens. So thank you. Yeah. We're actually, uh, we're coming pretty damn close to 10 K at this point. So, uh, and I know where our follower count, we've passed a hundred on Spotify for sure. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a good increase, uh, last month that, uh, that thunder hasn't fallen back. We are getting a good amount, um, of consistency. Like we've said before, we've, basically doubled our listens since uh i think march so like or, or april so thank you all for tuning in we're gonna we're keep this uh this train wreck rolling uh hopefully it wasn't too sexually charged and you nutted yourself in the middle of traffic but um also maybe you should be thanking us yeah come on it's a free nut it's a free nut yeah <laughs> we're just we're giving them away <laughs> look guys um whether you think that the men in black are just FBI agents or if you believe that they're tulpas that you created, good job. The truth is out there. Yeah, to those especially who are just dressing up to fuck with other people, you're part of the problem and you're the reason we had to do three episodes of this. It's not. Have you ever had those days where it's just like, you know, like, oh, man, I can't really focus. Like, you know, a good fap will be the, the cure to this. But it's like, you know, I can't like in the middle of the show be like, oh, hey, man, I need to take like a fat break because when I come back in 30 seconds, you now have a very clear indication <laughs> of how long it takes for me to go. We already knew. Thing. We already knew. Don't worry. <laughs>